Hey, mate. How are you? Oh, long time no see. <laughs> I know. It's been crazy. Barely anything's We've, happened. Yeah. I didn't know if this podcast was going to happen anymore. I wondered. I felt like tonight was like the test. For me, it was like if I got a text off Rami, I left the last because you didn't come on the call. I was on the other app and you uh, didn't make it for 10 uh, minutes. I was like, then I texted him. I was like, are we doing this? And if yeah. tonight, I felt like if we didn't do it tonight, I was like, let's call it. Let's wrap it. Year of little we, we did a year of it and it was great and that was it i enjoyed that um we decided to possibly wrap it after having dropped just one for 2023 and then yeah. use that to tell the world that like all our friends all our network that we yeah. had a thing doing and then that we ramped it up that we basically went on linkedin and we said yeah actually let's lean into this we're we're okay with it let's do it and then just never do it again <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's related. Maybe it's the story. We're like, oh, okay, that's too hard now. I've got some guests lined up as well that I reached out to over the week of rest when we said we were gonna when we said we we're gonna do eight more. I was like, oh well, let's get some guests on. Let's make the effort. And I've had them ping me and be like, are we are we still doing this? Like, I don't know. I don't even know if we have a podcast anymore. I don't know. Because <laughs> in the meantime, you know, like people are hitting it up. People are mailing. Yeah. I'm getting amazing messages from people. Going, yeah. Hey, I didn't know you had a. Like, I don't really think of ourselves as having a podcast. I think you and I chat and we happen to record it because that's what you do in your 40s to catch up. But yeah. people seem to believe it's a thing and they go, I really enjoy the, the way you talk about technology and the banter and it's great. And I'm listening to I this did, thing. And I did notice how uh, on our LinkedIn post that there was a lot of positive, oh, Rami, you're amazing. There were not so many people jumping mm. in. Not so many people want to jump in and say, well, that definitely resonates because Marcus is excellent. Look, there was a lot of this, Rami, your podcast. I, I didn't just take that maybe as feedback. Not, yeah. Take it's as, like, take that as feedback. Uh, uh, just constructive feedback. It's just, uh, is this, this why is, you've ramped up the hair today? Is that what this is about? It is. I felt like it was a hair thing. I was worried <laughs> that if I didn't, yeah. I'm taller as well. Taller people are success, more successful. It's statistically a thing. Ah, you're uh, doing the CEO from the Midwest, the six foot five CEO kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah. That's what you're going for? Yeah. Okay. Glasses Thanks. dropped, hair has popped. Thanks for calling it out though. <laughs> I actually just lost my glasses in the last 10 minutes, so it's hard to see you, but yeah. And you've got we'll more go discreet headphones that don't make your head look like a bauble. Not discreet, just what the kids are doing. I'm going, I'm appealing to our demographic is 35 to 50 as the people are, are most people listen. Niche. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that distribution. Well, I'm trying to skew it a little bit to the, you're trying to bump it to down. The young ones. Yeah. 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 Okay. So think, wired headphones. I think that'll do it for you, mate. I think that'll I hope do so. it. Yeah. Should be fine. Uh, mate, there's a lot to chat about since our singular early 2023 prediction. We started hard. We, we we came out with a great episode. I was really happy with that. And then when was that? Was like a month, more than a month ago, right? Yeah, yeah, five yeah. weeks ago or something. Great. Yeah, a lot has happened. Also, Loads. in relation to what we said, it's all like uh, has we any went... of it has any of it come through? I I've also not paid attention to it <laughs> in the last five weeks. So <laughs> well, what we, happened? We, we basically went. It's all about generative AI. In yeah. that time, yeah. Microsoft and Google have announced, Both, launched, yeah. and bundled. And destroyed like, their business. Like, like destroyed <laughs> their business. Bungled announcements about yeah. effectively a chat GBT search situation. The yeah. horse has well and truly been spooked across yeah. the board. It's amazing to watch. Yeah, it is interesting. So, so for the catch-up for folks is Google uh, announced Bard. Um, which is their competitor to ChatGBT. The word on the street here, I didn't, I, this, I would love to have talked to you about this in the meantime, but what I had been hearing from people was Google's big challenge was dumbing down their AI model so that oh, yeah. it would actually be, would not scare people. So here, that's what I was hearing. I was like, actually, 
Google's um, LLM is their their large language model is actually much better trained than ChatGPT. They've been working on it for a lot longer. It may or may not be sentient, and what they need to do is carve out part of it and make it like yeah. take out some of the goodness to make it yeah. kind of at the same level as ChatGPT. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. wow, this is going to be great. When this hits, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> and then they release it. And in their ad, in their commercial, in their marketing for it, the, the question and answer that they give, it's the wrong answer to the question. Some telescope, the first photograph taken some, of, from, some what telescope, was it? The, JW, the JTW, the, some telescope, the most recent massive Hubble replacement. Anyway, yeah, it was basically, was this the first telescope to discover exoskeletons? And, and, and it's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Here's a couple of paragraphs absolutely. on it. It's just not right. <laughs> look, look, the whole thing is just a bungle. All I got to say is Microsoft Satya is playing cat and mouse with Google right now. He has right. spooked them hard. Oh, yeah. They just took it at bait line, hook, line, and sinker, top to bottom. I mean, wh where, where do you go back? So our prediction was Microsoft's going to be the hottest company. Coming out of 2023 is going to be the hottest company. It's going to look right. amazing. Right. And, you know, within two weeks of that chat, they were like, yeah, we're not only just taking ChatGPT, which we invested right extraordinary amounts of dollars in and right. we're going to show you a product that that's going to appear in the middle of search in the middle of bing all of right. a sudden people are talking about bing again bing. which is amazing just amazing how but is bing still a thing even it's just amazing yeah three percent search share and people yeah. are talking about it again yeah and it's bad like objectively bad as someone who used to work on google search like bing is bad it's mm -hmm. copycat ui it's bad mm -hmm. search algorithms it's bad content like it's second rate in all objective kind of measures but they announced that this thing's going to happen and they, they announced the announcement is going to be on like a Wednesday. So Google goes, okay, I'm going to release a blog post on the Friday before and then we're going to do a snap presentation on the Tuesday, which kind of relates to the bod, uh, the blog post to do with Bard, but kind of doesn't. We're going to skip over that. By the way, the name Bard, who the... Bard, Bard just doesn't... Yeah. All yeah. different discussions. I mean, it's better than Chat GPT, right? I mean, like is I, it? that will not be that can't be the go-to-market name, right? As in, they're gonna it'll be there'll be a lot of it'll be like different. That'll be the engine. It'll be like you know the Intel yeah, inside yeah, the, will be, be the Chat GPT, I but mean, it'll be like different. That can't be the front-facing name, right? It's just got it's got all signs of of rush to market. Well. Microsoft, though, the code name was Sydney for this thing, which mm. like word, but. They haven't actually named it anything other than in Bing. So they're running like a really high risk of total brand pollution. If this thing, which it already has, has gone down towards the belligerent line, the defensive line, and the like gaslighting line. Mm -hmm. So even though Google in their ad had an incorrect, factually incorrect thing, the whole problem with the LLMs from the very start, if you go through the chat GPT cycle is it looks incredibly impressive. And then you realize it's just trained to sound right. Yeah. But not actually be correct. Cause it's not a fact. All it does is predicts, it does really good at predicting the next word. Words. Basically, yeah, exactly. words. These were, it basically does a sentence finishing for you. Is it correct or not? Who knows? Actual yeah. correctness. It's not yeah. the core story. So right. Google gets caught out as the first thing in the ad. The very next day and the week since, people have been trawling back through the demo, the presentation that Microsoft gave on Wednesday. And it's just like incorrectness after incorrectness through all of their demos. And no one had kind of picked up. Or, but it or doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because they got their head start. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But now people are doing some amazing. Have you seen the avatar thread? So everyone's now no. just posting like, what is this Bing, the Bing chat GPT, like gaslighting. There's a great avatar thread where it's, um, give me classic search requirement. Give me movie times for avatar two. And it's this incredible like back and forth with the Bing engine going, 
Uh, well, Avatar 2 comes out in December 2022, so it's not on yet. And the person's going, well, it's February 2023. That comes after 2022, so it must be on. He's like, no, you're wrong. It doesn't. And then they go, but it's 2023. They go, no, it's still 2022. And it's just back oh and forth. God. Yeah. The time, the but that's not fair, though, because, I mean, it's not train. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Timeliness and real-time content is like one of the biggest problems in search. Yeah. I mean, we spent the last five years trying to work out how to make it like real-time, right? Yeah, but search it's, is not where it's going to be valuable. Like, I mean, it will be valuable. Agreed. But, like, the integration with their with their Office 365 suite is, is like, 100%. that's going to be same, where it's really Same valuable, with Google. Same with yeah. Google, right? Same yeah. way they had auto reply six years ago like five years yeah. ago it's, it's extension of that it's a really elaborate auto reply and i think the bolt on to search was just a fool's errand yeah and a real cat and mouse, mouse came from Kong Satya. It's like yeah. we're doing this thing let's put it out there and bring name back into the into the cosmos i would love do you know what i would love if they if they fully if microsoft fully embraced it and brought back clippy and yeah. like i would like yeah. but like uh you know Clippy 20 years later, for those who don't remember, Clippy, the paper clipper would go, ding, ding, can I help you write a Word document? Looks like you're trying to do a Looks, podcast. It was the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> Looks like. Because we didn't have ChatGPT, but now we do. So I would love to see it come back. I think it like lean into the irony, but also, you know, I feel like that'd be great. Like upgrade, rebrand it, give it like a little hipster beard. Yeah. Give it a little, <laughs> little shake. I'm just give it a little something. People yeah. would love that. People would love that. Yeah. I think they would, though. But, yeah. Well, people of our generation would love it. Would the people, I guess, maybe maybe the, think, maybe the Gen Zs might not love it, right? It, it does, everyone would love it. It would be retro for some people. It would be yeah. like essentially why comic book movies exist because our generation now, the directors and producers of yeah. all movies in Hollywood, for the same reason, it, it would go I, I would love it. I would love it. I would love it mostly because Clippy is the example in every software development company that people give for like how messages popping up or interruptions or interrupting workflows how it's the it's the example of how you do it wrong this fail. is how you break these things this is the fail. ultimate fail in that it's yeah. the classic business school type fail and i would love if it actually won in the end that yeah. you're like guess what 20 years yeah. later boom yeah. smash all you, it all you, know? you have to do is wait for the tech to catch up <laughs> no i mean they were early on it though they were early like i know i mean it didn't work out but they were early I mean, like, Clippy was early, assistants were early, chatbots were early. By all right. signs, this is the thing that'll do it. And yeah. look, the pace of using the open AI API to create new startups and new widgets and new software is mind-blowing. And it is yeah. not going to be the consumer product. It's going to be the productivity B2B product that's mm -hmm. going to change everyone's way of doing business kind of well and truly. The stuff that's coming out, you're seeing, you know, one-click a uh, complete guide to your own website. Just train train a model on it and it'll answer mm -hmm. anything you want on any corpus mm -hmm. overnight. Full generative. Have you seen the Seinfeld thing? Have you been watching that, yeah. that yeah. Seinfeld? Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and non-stop, uh, round-the-clock, automatically generated Seinfeld script, audio, voice, and visuals. And it gets caught in some funky webs, but it's getting funny. It's actually <laughs> working on how to get funny. It's brilliant. Trained yeah. entirely on Seinfeld corpus. Yeah, because there's enough data. It's it's incredible, and and different than this time last year when we were all trying to get excited about Web three, and you and I endlessly talked about like which company is going to make it and like what technology. Yeah. Yeah. This is different. Like I am, I have. There is. I feel like every week there's a new there's a new thing that's obvious that I'm like, oh yeah, obviously this that's is a great use for this, you know. Yeah. But they're just fantastic. You're like, yeah, that solves an actual problem. Brilliant. 
you know? And, and, and there was always this, there's always gonna be this tension of, is it disruptive enough that you need to be a startup to be AI first, or will it be the big guys win again and just slap it on? And we're seeing real, like real life realization of what it is to fail as a big guy to try to bolt it on. Mm -hmm. Microsoft and Google both doing the most obvious tangible <laughs> thing and it flops. The amazing <laughs> cases like Intercom. So first one, like Copilot by GitHub was an incredible, incredible use case. Really right. native integration of AI. Uh, the Intercom integration, I don't know if you saw that, it's like a suite of features, five or six features. Intercom's a support app that everyone uses, uh, B2B, B2C uses. And it's incredibly well baked in. And you're seeing these cases where people are being very, very thoughtful about mm -hmm. what it means to put AI, gen AI, and kind of train train a chat engine. And then the raft of startups. So AI, I don't know if anyone's seeing, have you seen Runway ML, the video creation? Yeah. Like by far the hottest ticket, in my opinion, on ML-based, AI-based video generation, automatic creation and editing. Also, is that Playground.ai is doing incredible stuff? I've not, seen, I've not seen either of those. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, OpenAI obviously is just poaching every Google engineer ever. Is that original? Right? Oh, yeah. Are they growing? They must be growing. They must be. Because that was a cash a, injection, didn't they? Yeah. Well, our second, yeah, of course they did. What was it? Another $10 billion or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was our second prediction, though, right? That 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 was going to be the accelerant, right? We've got all of these tech people who've been laid off, uh, all of these startups that will happen. And guess what's yeah. hot? Like it's, yeah, 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 it's awesome. But I want to go back. I mean, you don't think that you don't think that Microsoft will fumble this, right? I mean, no. do you think no. Google will fumble it? Uh, it's not too late for Google, right? They lost ten billion in a day or whatever. They can just like you, you think you think Google's not going to be able to catch this wave. I think the reason Google uh, stock dropped ten percent on the day of that presentation wasn't because someone misplaced a phone. Which, by the way, why don't you have backups? Maybe it's something to do with Paris, but because the market was expecting to be blown away and they're right. like ah oh, it's a me too right and and not just even. Went, it's just not no. quite as good even like well, right actually by objective measures it's better than JetGPT on a bunch of stuff but that's a, Why? Like, that's tell, a separate tell me, detail tell me how i want to know that so so the, but there's a bunch of benchmarks based on not quite accuracy but based on kind of realization tests so there's there's a kind of a, a range of tests that assess whether this is realistic this is someone you believe this has actually got back and forth this is the memory solid so it's already based on bad which is like the the lambda kind of setup, minus a couple of years, as you say, is pretty much the same thing. It's it's all dependent on corpus at that point, right? Clearly so so lam lambda for folks is the is the gen is the general intelligence model for Google, right? Lambda's the is it is it just LLM or is it there is it all AI? Is that I, lambda? Do we no, do you know I, that? It is the it's Chat GPT. Like it is, uh, I think. It's their large time. Okay. I think it's it's the core LLM. But the it's, reason they didn't release Lambda, like Bard is not the, just to be clear, Bard is not the go-to-market name for Lambda. They've they've carved parts out of it, right? They've, they've made a dumbed down version. Right? I'm not that, sure that, how, well, I'm not sure how public street, that is. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that how public that is. I think the, the model is this is the productized Lambda, but it's not okay. clear which version, okay. what data, what sort of, yeah, okay. how, many, how many dimensions, et cetera. But Honestly, I haven't looked up it. I'm assuming it all equalizes. I you don't think there is it because all your buddies work in there. Uh, I can yeah. say it because it's An anonymous, it's... <laughs> anonymous sources. Uh, do I think they'll fumble it? I think is the question. No, no, I don't. I think um, the spooked leadership, not leadership. I think there is some like amazing people who will be able to rise up to this occasion and it'd be an incredibly exciting time to be Google right, right now because right. everything is up for grabs. For sure. Do you think that they're going to 
well, yeah, I was going to say, do you think they're going to step back from their Web3 investment and stuff? But it, I mean, they clearly, they, they already have, they clearly they already have, have with their recent layoffs. So. Anonymous sources will tell you that a bunch of Web3 uh, <laughs> sources. Well, I mean, look, you've got Larry and Sergey walking the halls of the office I used to work in the building mm-hmm. and Alza and so on, um, shouting at board members, shouting in meetings, literally in product reviews. Let's get back on track. That's uh, awesome. If that's not the most exciting time you've been, I love I what is. Yeah, I love. Uh, I love when orgs flatten like that. I love yeah. when yeah. you know when when there's a problem, when there's a joint problem, or when there's something incredibly innovative and new like that, and you get a room full of people, kind of like like what Elon Musk is trying to force, but not that yeah. forced broy <laughs> thing. But when you you know you can feel when it happens, right? When you're totally. in a you're like on a thing and there's like every like it doesn't matter really who you are everybody's you know i love that feeling entire the magnetic fields all align in one direction there's no stepping your foot there's no it's just forward you can't run a company like that so the people are like oh you flat structure like but but when the structure flattens for a purpose and it's like everyone's motivated for like three months like that's i love it that's why i think Google will be absolutely fine because it feels like Microsoft on their heels. And if I was in there, I would you'd be creating the most artificial crisis, even if you didn't necessarily right. believe it was a crisis because right. you want competition to respond. 3% market share, Bing has never been competition, but now right. it feels like it's PR competition for the next yeah. Kind yeah, of for sure. I think as, as was Facebook. Unfortunately, last time Facebook was nipping at the heels, we created G+, right? So there's been these you know previous iterations of spook but metaverse was maybe not the way to go who knows (laughs) maybe that didn't work out let's see um on the on the thing of the the i think the biggest trouble biggest problem for google right now is what direction to take it like there must be endless opportunities in there like how many pms are pitching you know like and they can do it they can win in one or two they just need to pick the right ones right so we can go very deep on this but there's so many trap doors here one of the like the simplest biggest ones is um the search product primary revenue the whole story is predicated on there being open content that you attribute and you give traffic back to it's an ecosystem with incentives that has an equilibrium where you publish content search scrapes it crawls it surfaces it for the right people and then sends traffic back to that content the whole web3 story was let's get creators paid Right. Let's get make sure the money goes to those people in a really distributed chain. The LLM chat GBT AI story is actually we're going to scrape all your content. We're going to train stuff. We're going to regenerate <laughs> it. We're not even going to tell people where to go. And by no the way, one, you, don't, you don't exist. No yeah, one's even aware that you created this content. That's right. So, so there's a real catch 22. And you see Microsoft starting to, they put the, the reference of where the website came from and you can click to it. But it's a real, you know, one of the many, many myriads of reasons that this wasn't. Google led up front is you don't want to rock that equilibrium, which has been fought over decades with with the you know, publishing industry for starters. So attribution and the if you create content that's not attributable, you will no longer have content being created over time. Mm-hmm. So it's like a downward spiral of content that you have for people to serve, and and that's not good for the AI story either. So, right? No, I I agree. Yeah, I I agree. I think um. Well, actually, why don't I ask you, what do you think will be the short to midterm impact to YouTube creators? So what do you think? So there's been a flurry. So I'll give you some examples. A flurry of YouTube creators experimenting with this, using ChatGPT to create their scripts. And in fact, if you have enough videos up there, you can can potentially... 
create new videos. Yeah. You can create certainly with storyboard and other, there's so many for folks, there's lots of video content libraries that you can just subscribe to where you can already people do create videos where there's no talking heads or anything. It's all just third party video. Um, so I know I, someone I follow called uh, Ali Abdel is um, is a British content creator and his most viewed video recently was entirely created by ChatGPT. He just, he put in a single prompt, create the script. He read it into a camera um, and he, and he, he said, you know, he's, he's got like 4 million followers or something, but like it was just still, um, oh, he said, and do it in the style of Ali Abdal, you know, and um, yeah. you can connect ChatGPT to the internet now with other extensions, et cetera. And he was able to create a script in the style of himself about a, a topic he'd not talked about before. Um, and, and, and it was one of his most liked videos. So, and, and, and that's just the script creation I've seen, right? Like there are products now startups that are doing end to end from script through to literally a talking markets with your voice. Right. So there now, right. And the you can do avatars, you there. can do full, full, yeah, uh, full. The vocal cord regeneration, so voice right. box regeneration is there and moving full deep fakes as they were kind of five years ago. They're now just generative AI based on yeah. your image. And there are videos that are complete end-to-end -end AI, still yeah. noticeable. Uh, there are complete, yeah. there are, and they've been for several years, complete accounts of fake or AI generated or at yeah, least avatar based, yeah. uh, you know, Instagram accounts and followers and so on. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think what you'll see is two things. One is on the platform side, there's going to be clear kind of downranking of artificially created content, I think, over time. I think, has to be. Has to uh, be a big yeah. focus for YouTube to be able yeah. to detect. Yeah. I think they're all doing it. But whether it's text, image, or, or, or video, they're, they're going to be deranking some of that stuff. And then on the content creation side, it'll be workflow-based, not actual content, I think. Right. Uh, hard to say, you know, how are you going to, if there's a movie that's being published, created entirely through gen, through, I you know, mid here's what I, here's what I think. There's, I haven't thought of a lot about it, but here's one thing. One is that um, it is, uh, there is a natural bias and kind of racism to YouTube in terms of if you are an American talking head versus somebody who's a talking head from a third world country, you're, you're yeah, less likely yeah. to succeed. So I think this actually lowers the bar. It actually makes it more possible for people to, um, who have the knowledge or or just want to create videos, want to go all in on videos, to create quality videos using ChatGPT to help with some language stuff. To you don't have to have a talking head. You can have, like I said, there's there's many other ways of creating videos that mm -hmm. are really educational and interesting, and you can grow, you can earn money in that way. And I think that's interesting. So I think I think it actually levels the playing field a little bit to some degree for for people who have a natural advantage just because they're in America or something like that. The second thing um, that I think is interesting is with so I so I've got some friends who work at Adobe. And for, for the last five years um, in Photoshop, it's been about um, how do you create using ML and AI to create seamless images so you can't tell that ML and AI has happened. So you take a photo of you and Machu Picchu and there's like 200 people behind you. Um, mm -hmm. And what it does is instead of having to use all the tools to blur people out and all that stuff, you hit a button, boom, and you're in Machu Picchu and no one else is there. Now, what the people on this team, what they've they've spent five years creating all these tools and their team, their whole team has just switched about a month ago to being recognizing altered images. Yeah. So um, I think the same thing's got to happen in YouTube and, yeah. all, you know, like you said, detecting. But 
but that's even this for a while for what it's worth from a deep fake perspective that's been happening for a few years that that, really? that was a real threat when the deep fake story was kicking off and everyone switched why, into why detection. would they why would they care about that back then uh, why would they misinformation across the board youtube's news as well right searches news as well and deep fakes huh. were everywhere Deepfakes okay were well everywhere. i hadn't i hadn't factored in that they would care about that i mean they you know i hadn't factored that in um like it was a Tom Cruise saying, remember when the Obama yeah, remember, deepfakes, like 2015, there's 16, a lot of TikTokers 17. doing it still. Like there's the, um, what's his name? Neo from, from, um, you know, that the guy. Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. There's a really yeah. good Keanu Reeves TikToker right now. Who's just a parody account. Yeah. If you just put parody after your name, you get away. That's, with it. It. <laughs> that's yeah. what I hear. I think that's going to be the fine line is when is it <laughs> someone pretending to be a celebrity saying something yeah. bad or a public figure versus actually it's clearly obviously a parody. Yeah. Brackets, brackets parody. I, I, um, I'm not sure. So level playing field, I think is right. Um, I think it's an arbitrage opportunity for people. Maybe there's a shift in where the center will be, but attention and demand is unchanged. So I think what happens here is that it's a temporary shift if there's a rebalance or an arbitrage opportunity, but then you're just redistributing the same dollars that get paid out to more people. So I'm I'm not sure that's like a net benefit. Yeah, I think it's a think change. It, I think it changes the type of content that you put on YouTube. Like Possibly. I think I think Mr. Beast is safe. Because he's like, well, one, yeah. because he's number one, but also he's creating content that is unique in a way that it's like 10,000 people in a swimming pool yeah. who will be the last one to leave is not something that ChatGPT can replicate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. you probably, you know, like my impression of YouTube, at least what I watch is like at least half of it is just talking heads. Someone sitting there telling you something about something. I use it to learn a lot, like stuff Re I'm interested in. Reviews or how-tos, yeah. Reviews or how-tos, unboxings, yeah. whatever. Like that's yeah, all yeah. entirely, there's no, you know, yeah. yeah scripting that and 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 just the barrier for that is way lower now so it's yeah. like i feel like that I, I think at least well why would it change i was going to say at least click-through rates at least at least like cost per what do they call it i was going to say cost per diem cost per meal that the amount of money you get per thousand views has to be lower on talking head videos going forward i just think that's right the table talking head i think that's versus... right because you get more supply you'll get a lot more supply creating right. the same sort of quality and that's the I, peter I, mckinnon thing like peter mckinnon very but, but but most of his videos are him just sitting there talking so anyway i i um I think that's been happening for a long time. Like the general democratization of content creation has been the story, uh, be it short form using just your phone, it kind of leapfrog a lot of YouTube stuff. YouTube stuck in a clear equilibrium around long form content monetization, which is yeah. kind of peanut butter and jelly. Um, and I think even that's been getting easier with better production and people getting more informed and better camera work and so on. And these niches being really deep. And if you just kind of hit that niche, you'll be okay. That's an ongoing story. It gets it'll get incrementally easier for certain people. It'll certainly invite more people to be able to do it. Maybe the people who are already doing it is doing it more efficiently. So it's kind of the ROI is better, right? But as you say, with more supply, that CPM drops. So I, I yeah, I'm not sure it's a great thing. I don't know. It has to be unique. So, I, th I think the interesting two, stuff will be if there's new content that gets created as a result of it, not just the same right. stuff done, done more efficiently. There's two things that conflict here about one of our predictions. You made a prediction that, you know, we, we've always talked about everybody's their own brand. Every Even doing this podcast is our part yeah. of our brand. And, um, you know, and everybody, more and more people are creating content and more and more people are uploading to YouTube. We upload videos to YouTube. I, I've got a YouTube channel. Um, and 
our prediction was that the quality of uploads will continue to get higher and higher. Like the Mr. Beast is like the example, but you said the amount of money that goes into these productions and, you know, we'll end up having series and, you yeah. know, it becomes a new Netflix, but like those two things are at odds, right? Or, or are they not? You think that there's room for, because, because the top 10% will be creating such high quality content on average, seven people subscribe to 70 people on average on YouTube is something I learned. So, um, it doesn't leave a lot of room for the long tail or you think it's just because there are so many niches and sub niches and like micro niches that there's room for everyone. Yeah. I think um, you're, it doesn't really, it, you don't immediately increase attention. So the attention you do have, the aggregate attention, that is the number of hours that everyone is spending watching YouTube. Right. It's not astronomically going up every day. It doesn't, that doesn't right. happen overnight unless net new content gets created. And the only way to do that is to raise the overall quality of all content in terms of uniqueness, quality itself, production value, and so on. So everyone has to shift up in order to capture the same attention in a better way. So I think this leans into the same story, which is your high-end production value gets even higher through right. this, the same cost story. So you break through and create series easily on Netflix. Your more budget or mid-tier stuff goes up and kind of takes their spot and anyone can kind of get in because YouTube's biggest, biggest problem has always been, from a creator side, has always been that barrier to entry to get in. It feels as it gotten, it's gotten better and better quality, it's harder and harder for people to feel like they can create YouTube content because they need lighting and the camera and the background and the scripting and the beautiful panning and so on. So I think it, getting rid of those barriers increases everyone's entry, as you say. Is that what you're saying? It. So bringing it back to generative AI and our LLMs, that that's helping with up it so that 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 in itself these are tools that are free it ups the quality yeah. in itself and then you're okay yeah, yeah i mean in a sense it's no different to autofocus or auto white balance right. or you know it's things right. that make the existing production better scripts better. yeah better scripts or better yeah i mean yeah job right. done yeah less thinking about that stuff i do think yeah the net new content is the really interesting stuff to think through. Like the Seinfeld playing nonstop in an automatic yeah. way, 24 hours, seven, 24 seven streaming of, Oh, I think that's some fascinating stuff that can come through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's really interesting, but it comes down to, yeah, all of the IP being ripped off by everybody. It just sucks. Ult ultimately yeah. you just, you didn't even, the only way to get past objections is to blow past them in such a pace that yeah. no one has a choice but to go, oh, it's done. Like it's, you're yeah. on the other side of this thing. I don't know, mate. When, I, when, we'll turn around in 10 years and this will be a crusty experience being on a podcast, you know? Well, when do we get to the point where it's cool again? Like, I mean, uh, I've got a load of vinyl behind me, which I'm- LPs, LPs, yeah. yeah. When, we, when does it get to the point? I mean, does it, how quickly does it become, oh, wow, this person actually painted this painting this person actually wrote this script. This is actually an actual copywriter yeah, who can write, yeah, yeah. you know, it, when does, when does that happen? Or is that yeah. gone now? Is that just, no, no, it, no. well, something's just up level. Like, I mean, even vinyl, it's niche, but it's not like, like, I feel like, I know some things go away forever. You know, some things you just, you know, with the, like with the industrial revolution and like lots of jobs change when computers come in. Like in my industry, the industry I serve, computer-aided design, people used to be on drawing boards and the people, the people who used to do the drawing boards, their jobs changed dramatically that it was actually people who were good at doing computers that were doing designs, not people who were good at doing drawings. Well, I think you know? tools definitely go away forever. Medium definitely gets replaced be it from radio, telegram to radio, to video, medium goes, tools go. But art is, I think, what we're talking about here. Entertainment is art and it's fundamentally yeah. human and story. And I'm not sure uh, authenticity ever goes away. 
I, yeah. I, I think you'll always, for the same reason you pay for a Banksy and you pay for a banana on a wall, like I, I think that story. But then we're talking 0.1%. So like that yeah. doesn't leave a whole lot behind, right? I don't know. Yeah, I guess the contra argument is, look, uh, movies and TV's been formulaic for a long time. You run a formula, it just so happens that a handful of people know how to run it. Yeah. I don't know. I love the creator economy. I have to say, I really hope it doesn't get destroyed. <laughs> so I do. bang up for it. I am. <laughs> I so love it. Up. And I love supporting people who are making stuff. And yeah. I like reading blog posts. And yeah. I love the resurgence of newsletters, you know, like sign up Substack. for my newsletter. Yeah, Substack. everyone's got blog posts now again, like the <laughs> 90s. You know, it's brilliant. You know, read my blog. You're like, I will read your blog. That's great. But it's now... Just- yeah. Now I read stuff. Now I'm on LinkedIn. I assume most posts are generated on ChatGPT, like poems and stuff, whatever. I'm just like, you you're skeptical. You're skeptical. Yeah. You're skeptical. Especially and if what, it's good. Especially if it's good. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. If oh, it's too, if it's too well, too well written, especially yeah. if it's, wait a minute, how many books have you read since Christmas? Yeah. It's that kind of, you can't possibly be summarizing like 20 books in yeah. the time that, right. you know, there's, there are some limits. The, tell, the telltale is, that you, I mean, you have to tie everything back into your own personal experience now. That's yeah. the thing. You have to say, like, here, here's the thing, but here's why it's relevant to me. But, which, but even, even that you can do with ChatGPT, honestly. Which probably. is good yeah. practice, which is good practice anyway. No, it is, it is, but yeah. Uh, we just touched very quickly on a favorite of He Who Shall Not Be Named, and we tried our best, but just like favorite. And we can't do an episode without Elon. I we know. can't do an episode without <laughs> the, the, the thousand X factor, the the super, super user, super factor, Elon, hard coded factor. <laughs> favorite thing of the week. If What's across, going on? You across this thing? Yeah. Oh, he, uh, so, yeah. So he pulls his engineers a week and a half ago into a room and goes, mm-hmm. At midnight. My, at midnight, my numbers have tanked. I, the CEO, after this, it was the Super Bowl that triggered it. It was, it was, it was, was was Joe Biden, the president of the United States, tweeted about the Super Bowl saying, Go Packers or whoever was playing. He got 19 million likes. And Elon Musk tweeted, Go Packers as well. And he got 9 million likes. And I tweeted, that's, that's, I tweeted, go Packers and got nothing. I got okay. nothing. I, I, I pulled like, the engineers straight. I don't even know if it was Packers. Was it Packers? Whatever. Patriots? No, Patriots. It was Eagles One of the pe- Eagles. Eagles. Eagles and Chiefs. And Chiefs. Okay, there we go. That, anyway. It was on my both... birthday. That's how I know. It was, it was, oh. a, it was a... Oh, shoot. Rude. Happy birthday, lad. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Happy belated it was, birthday. That was three days ago. No, it's fine. It's was it your birthday three days ago? Yeah, it was on, on the... Yeah, on time. Oh, lad. I'm awful. Awful. Unbelievable. You're in Happy birthday, dude. Awesome, mate, of course. What's 42 like? Uh, it's the magic number. Yeah. Oh, Secret 42 number. it is straight yeah. out of Hitchhiker's Guide from the Galaxy. It's the yeah. answer. It's Secret the answer number. To <laughs> let, let me tell you, I can feel it. 42. I'll let you know when you get there. Holy smokes. Feels good. Yeah. Secret number. That's old. Yeah. It's dirty, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's so old. I'm still it's super graceful. close to 40. Like it's like 40 oh, just happened, you know, that kind of thing. But 42 is yeah. old. Yeah. 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 Musk doesn't like the number of something must be wrong. Here's the thinking Biden, the president of the United States, got more likes than I did. Something's wrong with the algorithm. Go from there. Go from there. What happens next? Next, you have the audacity to call your all your, I think it's your entire. He put a message out. This is what I read. He put a message out to the entire engineering org and said, meet on the 10th floor. 
uh, if you can code and if you meet on the 10th floor and we'll come in and fix this thing, right? Bring, bring your shovel and modem and let's Holy make this smokes. thing Take me. So good. One of the engineers goes, well, we think it's possibly because you're not as relevant anymore. Yeah. That engineer no longer works there. He got fired. He said it's possible because they looked at his, they said, because Elon's thing was, they looked at his search if you look at my, look, you look at yeah. the trends, it's decaying. It's declining yeah. over time yeah. that yeah. since I bought Twitter, I'm, and he said, well, it is possible that a lot of people have unliked you or on, you know, since you've joined and, and yeah. it's possible yeah. that it's just a natural decline. Yeah. And he's like, he reminds me of that guy. What was that movie where um, every time he's like, he's like the leader of, uh, some fake company it's sasha baron cohen um he does it and he basically he basically gets everyone anyone who disagrees with him he like he has him knocked off he has him killed he says oh that's fine that's fine and he's like Ugh. and they disappear they're not in the next scene so uh yeah it's a bit like that yeah it could be that elon next who else has it who has a better idea <laughs> five days later completely unrelated my and most people's entire everyone's, twitter feed everyone is Elon top to bottom, mm -hmm. Elon posting, Elon responding, Elon commenting, just Elon, 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 Elon. They Elon. took off any filter. They just forced every single thing he did through to every user. <laughs> so they, it's nuts. They, they updated the fan out and they got rid of anything that was talking about relevance to everyone. And it was effectively a thousand X three order of magnitude increase in distribution for your boss. He said the only account that this was applied to across all the just Twitter. one account. It was so good. What do you do oh. though? Do you leave Twitter though? What do you do, oh. Remy? Or do you just like what do you do? Oh, you bolt on. You don't care, do you? You just you're there now. It's, I I'll just go back to when you were like, look, they're buying this so they can influence discourse, and I was like, <laughs> no, mate. There are so many checks and balances. There's people. There's a policy team. This is public. You can't, yeah. They, how naive was I? Yeah. No, your text to me was like, I guess I was wrong. Or yeah, I, wanna, I guess I can walk, whatever, walk this back. Yeah, he's, yeah. What a disappointment. What a bummer. What a bummer. You know? Sitting next to Murdoch at the Super Bowl. There's yeah. No, there's no optics there, mate. There's no no analogy going on whatsoever. Yeah. What a disgrace. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't want to talk it about it. But, anyway. But it's, yeah. it, was, it was just brilliant. Just brilliant shenanigans. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Okay. Where are we on time? I don't, I don't see know. a time box. 906. What does that mean? Should that we good? do another topic or we we crush we can do, do do you want to do the do you want to have you did you look at so <laughs> 5 weeks ago, five we, weeks we, ago. <laughs> I came across a staggering stat that I've been trying to chase down since and I thought, "Oh god, why we need to talk about this." And it was about the number of heterosexual couples who met online in 2022. And the number was something like 60%. Wow. US heterosexual couples who met, of the couples that they met online in 2022. And I've been trying to chase it back and I've found all sorts of numbers. None of them have quite got to 60%. You know, they're still 30 in 2017, you know, certified by Stanford or 35% or 40%, but still insane numbers. And it made me go, what is happening with online dating apps? What do we know about them? What is the latest state of the art? Marcus. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, you did. You did. You did ask me to do some research on it, of which I've done almost none. I Brilliant. did read about. I did do some reading about it, and I was prepared for the next week, but now I'm yeah. not prepared again. Yeah, same, so, same, same, same. So we gotta. We will though. Let's. Do you want to do dating as a topic for next week? Seeing as we know nothing about it, you. It's seen. I don't know if it's <laughs> dating is the is no the dating topic? apps. I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, just online. The future yeah. of you know this is figuring things out, figuring yeah. out dating apps. Yeah. We do we do a topic next week figuring out dating apps. We'll and do our homework, talk to and people. Just to be clear, it's not because we're in the market. Just to be clear, I have it's... never I've never had a dating app. Like I is was, that right? Yeah, I've never because it was pre. We were married. Like when did Tinder come out? Match dot com. Oh yeah. So I've never been on one. I think Kelly was on one. My mm. wife, but I don't mm. think we met. We met old school in a bar drinking tequilas together south yeah, africa smashed Pretty, south africa yeah classic uh tinder 12 2012 uh grinder 2009 before it predating tinder and match was 1995 and you were on grinder was no i wasn't on grinder i'm just giving you the, the i'm giving ah. you people the chron the chronology okay. 95 was match the very first big one you know it's all about the feed and then uh 2000 plus was okay cupid yeah and then and then we get to where we are today Okay. Well, but, let's do it. Okay. Let's do an episode on it next week. We'll do our homework and we'll come back. We'll tell everybody on here all about the dating apps and what what's going on, figuring let's, it out. Let's be clear. We're going to ask ChatGPT one question and then read out I'm what not, it says. I'm going to talk to some of my mates, live vicariously through them for for one week. Is that the challenge? Is that yeah? Get definitely. on and find what's out what's on? going on. What's the inside okay. scoop? Look at the different tiers. I did look at the pricing tiers for last time, and then what you get at different tiers. Like that. That's the really interesting thing about these dating apps is like how they, how they've convinced so many people to be on a premium tier. They're very expensive. Anyway, I don't want to don't want to give it away. I mean, most people listen to this already know this. We're just two old fellas who don't know it. But I will go through the pricing model for it. And oh, I just I think did I you just give me a. I don't know how I did that. How do you do that? Zoom. I'm still doing it. Zoom. Speaking of dropping the ball, hasn't Zoom dropped the bloody ball? What I, a shocker of a situation. What's wrong with Zoom? It hasn't moved since 2019. Oh, that's fine. It's good enough. It's actually the best video conferencing software out there. Stop still. it. Oh, you're going to hang out. When was the last better. time no, you used Meet? Not. When was the last time you used Meet? It's all Teams. Uh, I haven't used Teams in a while. I've Come used Meet. On. Teams is better. Is Meet your regular use? No, but I I have it. I've had a few Meets recently, and I've been like, oof, this is not no, as good as Zoom. It's, they're not using the latest version or the enterprise version. It is way features are better, quality is better, just UX is better, and Teams is even better. Still, come on, I'm not a, sure. This, this I'm not sure. I like this Zoom. Is, this is nothing. This is almost like uh, you know, what are those? What are those? AVS? What was those single app client applications? Just just to like do. like Skype. Oh. Yeah, worse. Please VoIP. But yeah, it's like I've got a raw VoIP tunnel to you. But <laughs> well, we're supposed to be on our podcasting app, but you didn't go on it today for some reason. It's been so long since you were. What was the link? Been... What was the link? Yeah, I don't it's remember. The usual don't link. Remember. All right. Use okay. Let's leave it there. It's been a pleasure seeing you, lad. I'll hopefully, talk to you, you... In more in less time than five weeks. You too, mate. I'm loving the background. This is new digs. It's brilliant that you've managed to move your entire basement to an island. Yeah, that's it. Looking out that window, for it on. It's it's raining out there as well. It's kind of tropical, you know. That's the vibe tonight. 